First thing they do is go send it to Falcone, and he's like, don't do that. You should do this trade with me. <laughs> Now on the HDL podcast is the man who once slept through a wedding that his girlfriend was in, um, and he lived <laughs> story. So uh, you've already accomplished a lot. I feel like we I've learned uh, share an affinity for the band Brand New. Um, yeah, how would you rank their albums? Um, oh man, they're. I love brand new because their albums are all just, you can just play every on them and they're all so different. Yeah. Their own vibe. Um, I know you love Dejan Tendu and I yeah. do too. I think that's the sec- my second favorite. Um, yeah. But I like the uh, devil inside you is yeah, yeah. better is more. Yeah. 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 I, those two are definitely are my top two. Um, Deja was also my uh, introduction to them. So I don't know if that's oh, part right. of the reason why. Oh, like, for sure, yeah. That has some extra um, nostalgia for me. Uh, but those two are definitely my favorite. They're one of the few bands, like there are plenty of bands who I like a lot of their stuff, but mm-hmm. I like every single one of their albums. Um, yep. And I feel Your like favorite I... favorite weapon is great too. Yep. Um, science their science fiction their latest one i thought was just as good uh mm-hmm. as any of their others um and daisy daisy was probably the one that it took the longest different. to like grow on me um but i do, i grew to love it i i think if i had to like rank them at the bottom i think daisy and your favorite weapon are probably at the bottom but i still like them very much mm-hmm. i don't even like having to uh, rank ones near the bottom. So, uh, how about songs? Just a favorite song or two by them. Um, I like. Uh, again, it's always like the devil. Um, inside you, like that's my favorite. Like Jesus Christ is my favorite song on that yeah, album. Yeah. I like the Gosser from that album. Yeah. Um, and then um, I can't. I'm drawing a blank on even what it's called. Um. I like Archer. I don't forgive you, but that. Archer's is good. Um, I don't believe you, but my Tommy Gun does. On yeah, yeah. It was probably uh, my favorite one. I think that's my favorite song. That and Archer's, I think, are probably my top two. Okay, I believe you, but my Tommy Gun won't. Or, yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. what it's called. That was, true emo uh, title there with like super long has nothing to it's do with it. It's not an emo song, though. No. It's really it's not, not like, an emo song. No, no. no. Yeah. But the title for sure. I feel like that like uh, era. Like that was the thing was to have like these obnoxious song titles that yeah. had nothing to do with <laughs> <For> <laughs> nothing sure. to do with the actual song. Um, <clears throat> all right, I just had to get that out of the way. But um, mm-hmm. so you've been uh, you've been on lockdown like the rest of us, and this was your first year as a full time teacher, right? Yep. Yeah, that's why everybody keeps saying like, I guess you'll never forget your first year teaching. <laughs> like, I don't think I was gonna forget it anyway. But yeah, now it's like. Have you guys like switched? You switched obviously like everybody else, all online stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all online classrooms. Um, it's like Google Classroom, but yeah. the problem the problem is like I work in it's Camden, so it's all so low income, and so many of my kids like don't either have parents to tell them to go on. Like 
that consistently right, right. or don't have computers or internet and it's just so it's so brutal yeah and i'm like you're, yeah are you you're in the city of camden i'm in pensalkin but okay. it's like two minutes from camden. Yeah, yeah yeah it's camden County tech yeah what was i is it do they have a, another campus too mm-hmm. yeah they okay. have the gloucester campus that's where i student taught okay that's job that's what i was thinking yeah. I, re- I do mm-hmm. remember you saying that though um yeah i'm at pensalkin now yeah yeah, that's crazy because my wife, this is the first time, she's a full-time teacher this year and she was for a while and then took a couple years off, but this is her first year back to it. So she's been teaching and it's crazy. That's honestly for, I mean, we've got three kids in the mix as well, yeah, um, yeah, which sure. is crazy. But her, like the demands on her for teaching are have been like the hardest part. Like yeah, 40 plus kids and that she's got to keep track with parents who um don't know what's going on or who like think their kids right. are doing it but then their kids actually aren't doing it and uh, yeah i have a hundred students i that's feel like crazy. my job i feel like my job right now is just calling parents and making sure <laughs> the kids are doing stuff yeah. that's my job like right now it's crazy yeah that's that is crazy a hundred that's that's wild uh mm-hmm. and you you teach history right mm-hmm. yeah. do you have a favorite uh like time period in history like, or um, even mean, like is it u.s history or like world history? No, like, yeah that's a better way to play it. i don't think it's time period but like i love russian history mm. like just just from beginning to end like russian history like the fall of communism like yeah i, don't, I just i just that's so interesting to me and i think it's because i had a professor at rowan the uh heinzen was the russian history professor there yeah and like he he was so cool like i just he made me just so into it and obviously your boy Putin, right? No, I don't like Putin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Me and Falcon, yeah. We yeah. we model our whole uh, commissioner commissioner I strategy. Know. I know that's what I'm here for. <laughs> you, yeah, you balance <laughs> us out. Um, yeah, I I don't actually I liked history like in high school, um, but then I really didn't take it. I took general like overview like world civ one and world civ two but that i had to take but that was like it so i haven't really i haven't like done a deep dive on anything like in a while but um probably stereotypical of a high school kid who thinks he likes history like rome was was my jam Mm -hmm. back then um i actually remember i don't i can't remember much of what i wrote about it but i remember i got like a 98 on this paper where i like compared uh like the fall of rome overall but like the fall of rome to uh to america and like it was just this like deep dive and uh my history teacher loved it but uh nice yeah i got I th- and my dad was like super proud of me too and it's he funny liked- i didn't like history in high school but then it he was- grew to like it yeah, it was my teachers. My teachers were so bad in high school. Like, yeah. just so boring. Read from a podium, take notes. Yeah, yeah. We actually, we had in high school, because I went to a small Christian school. So, um, like, you had basically the same teacher for every subject. For, like, like my English teacher was my English teacher in ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Oh, uh, right. History switched. And it switched, I think, my junior year. So my last two years, junior and senior year, I really liked – we had a really good history teacher. The first two, it was that guy. He just – and he even had, like, a lisp, which, like, 
if you have Lisp, that's fine, but it does make you harder to listen to. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And so, like, it was all lecture, and he was boring, and like, like if you weren't paying, you had to pay total attention to hear what he was saying, and it just, it didn't work for me. But that sucks. Um, so obviously, you have not, you've still had to work while in quarantine. But did you listen to um, mine and Brett's podcast? I have. I, I've listened to all of them so far, okay. and. Yeah, so like the one thing you guys were saying, I guess you're going to bring up like my inactivity in Slack. Oh, I was going to get there eventually. Okay. I actually, I want to bring up, do you think that like this has been a little taste, a little bit, you still have interactions with the outside world, um, but you really can't go anywhere like you used to. Um, mm-hmm. You, I think, were like the most bullish on being able to stay in a room by yourself for a month. Do you still think you could do that? I was like the most, the most bullish, like I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have, I just, <laughs> I just but, play Xbox. Like it's, exactly. But the, the, the challenge was nothing, right? Wasn't it just oh. a room with a light on for a month and like you would get food, but like, no, so you no, don't I die. Couldn't do it. No, I couldn't do it. <laughs> All right. Good. Cause I think it was you and Brett were like, yeah, we could do it. We could definitely do it. Was it for money? It was for a lot of money. It was right? for money. It was like at least a million dollars. Oh, then but. yeah. Then yeah, I could do it. I could suffer. <laughs> now you're back. You're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was for like seven grand, no, I couldn't do it. <laughs> like something, because I feel like that's, I feel like that's what it might have been. And I would have just been playing devil's advocate. Like, yeah, I could do it for $7,000. Definitely couldn't. Yeah. Now, I, I, I don't know how crazy I would go. Like, I think I would come out with a million bucks, but I'd be too crazy to spend it. Like I wouldn't. It'd be, it'd be really hard. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but w- we already <laughs> alluded to it. Um, it was with Scott, I think, that we talked about. He he asked. We started guessing at your your decline in in slacktivity because um, I think you were one of the more active members, and then uh, as years have gone on it kind of has paralleled the decline in your team productivity. I don't know if that's why or if that has anything to do with it, but uh, what would you attribute your lack of slacking to? Yeah, well, you definitely said it. It's It's a lot of just me actually having a job now. I'm super busy. So yeah. especially during the, during the day, like in my school, I don't get like certain internet and stuff. So, that was tough. And, um, I'm just like, I was just like a lot of busy. I feel like I'm picking up. I'm in Slack a lot more now than I was previously. Like I'm starting to be anyway. Uh, but it's definitely not my team. I think, I do think that I feel like the league kind of got stale for a little bit just in general, like as far as trades go. And, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like, it was like trade. It was like a big trade stalemate. And whenever I try to like ask somebody about it, like a trade or something, like I either don't get answers or I just get like, I don't know. And it was just like kind of frustrating. Cause like, that's what I love about the league. And I feel like it went almost from Slack being like for fantasy with like other stuff for our dynasty mm, league with mm. other stuff in, in the middle. And then to being more about other stuff with just kind of like dynasty league football kind of thrown in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair assessment of the slack. Um, and yeah. and probably for some teams, 
uh, or owners probably has like is part of not consciously i don't think they're like oh i can just talk about basketball or whatever so i'm not going to make trades but i think maybe subconsciously like the fact that they can put their attention elsewhere and be active in other things does lead to less activity or less thinking about the league i think that's that's possible um i and do you think like part of that um is just natural in because we like our league I think still is super active compared to most dynasty oh, leagues. Oh yeah, for sure. But um, we were like we were like hyper active at the beginning. Do you think that yeah. some of that has just calmed down because like we all kind of know what we're doing now? Uh, there's less guesswork at it. There's less figuring it out, and so things have leveled out. I, I, I mean, I do think that might be part of it, um, and I feel like teams are kind of like the teams that are have bought like have bought, like they have their players, teams that are sold, selling, like they have no players to sell left. Right. Like it's just, it's just draft picks. Um, so I do feel like that's part of it, but I also feel like there's, I don't know, there's like a lot of people, like, I mean, some people just don't answer. Right. Like don't, I just feel like don't even want to like be part of any kind of, like this is what I'm in the league for, like to act as like a GM and have trade discussions. Yeah. So when, when some people are just like, like if I, I know if I DM you or, or Scott or something or Falcone, like they're going to answer. Yeah. But you like, but obviously if I message Calhoun, he's not even going to answer. Right. right. Like if I message, like there's some people I know I could, I could message about a trade, but I know he might answer me, but not going to be any like actual discussions. So, oh no. Like yeah. that's like my favorite part of the league. And I just feel like it's kind of, dropped a little bit yeah and i i we and we have discussed on other pods like i do think the league is starting to level back out um i i do think there is the top three and as we kept saying like the top three and then i was like man chris was like chris beat me in the playoffs last year Mm -hmm. he finished uh third and i finished fourth and i was like are we being disrespectful to his team and then i looked at his team and we're not like I don't, yeah, I don't think it's in he that sold top tier. A lot, though. Yeah, he sold yeah. a lot though. Yeah, and it, honestly, like he, that some of that started last year. Right. Yeah. Middle. That's what I was gonna say. Like middle of the year, he started selling a little bit. Yeah. And stuff like that. So. But so I think like me, Falcone, and Troy are that top tier. But I do think you, Billy, um, Ian, even like those. I think those teams are are coming up. Um, so you took over in the middle of our first year. Do you remember when you took over, yeah. like, what week it was? It was the week after you guys drafted. So it we was in the middle of the year. We hadn't I had started it. Year. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The only, okay. Thing I, the only thing I didn't do is draft my team. <laughs> yeah, that's like um, – That's it. So you had that whole first year. Um, I don't know why I thought, like, it was a couple – weeks in or something Mm-mm. but i guess that makes sense like we just heimball went off the reservation and we couldn't get a hold of him so before the league started we wanted to fill that spot yeah. well that's uh, what i was gonna ask you how many people in the league right now even know why we're the hdl why we're the heimball dynasty does everyone know i don't know i mean we i'm trying to think if scott even mentioned it in that article because like I posted that article with his episode and I don't know who like clicked on it and actually read it, but um, I didn't reread it. Cause I, I still remember when he made it. 
Yeah. So I remember the look. I don't know if he discussed the league name in there. I think he just talked about the logo. But yeah, I that's a I don't know that who like I mean Billy came late, uh Ian and new Mike. Um who else has like come since? Any other primary owners that like weren't around that early? Was Chris always with Falcone? Chris was I think Chris was always with Falcone. Or at least early Seeing on. Like, yeah. But what? yeah, so um Matt Heinball was this guy <laughs> that we all once upon a time we knew. Um and, <laughs> and was in the league. And I remember so he like disappeared and um like he at that point he was already living out in Colorado. He had for a while um, but he was like, we had the, this foot, this baseball league that he was still like a part of. So like he was still in connection with us. I mean, he, uh, he Skyped in or whatever, FaceTimed into the draft and drafted his team for this. So like he was around and then it was like shortly after that draft that he just like disappeared and we just could not get a hold of him. And so um, we had really like through mutual friends, me, you, him, head, um, and a few other, I guess nobody else from the league, like we're playing poker together a bunch. Um, so that's how I knew you. Um, and so we got you to take his spot and Mm -hmm. like really since then, I think I've talked to him once and he, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, mine and his got married in, um, in North Carolina in the Outer Banks and he was the first person to pay like deposit the to RSVP and to put down a deposit for a house down there he was the first one um, and it was all through like Venmo like he didn't talk to anybody he just there was 300 bucks in our friend Kevin's Venmo account from Matt Heimball um, and so we were all like is he actually gonna come is he actually gonna show up and then we got down there and I think it was like day two we're all at the house that the the groom was staying at. And um, I think we were doing like backyard games or whatever. And we're just like hanging out. And all of a sudden, Heimball just walks in, just like shows up. <laughs> and is, and we, had reached, we had reached out to him beforehand because um, like a bunch of people were um, obviously dry, were choosing to drive down instead of fly down. And so like people were reaching out to him and they were like, Hey, like if you want to fly home, like to New Jersey, then we'll drive you down. We'll pick you up at the Philly airport. We'll drive down, whatever like you want to do. And he didn't get back to anybody. He flew into um, North Carolina and then uh, found a ride on Craigslist to the house (laughs) that we were staying at instead of contacting any of his dozens of friends. I don't get it. Does he, does he just not like anybody? Like, (laughs) Uh, he came. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, like I mean, if he really didn't like us, he wouldn't, or didn't like us at the time, he wouldn't have shown up. Yeah. So I don't know. But um, have you talked to him since? No, I mean, just I got that call. So for well, those that I, am know, I the only one got, in the league who knows about that? I I will. Troy knows, and yeah, I actually don't think I say anything. So, like, I guess two week, three weeks ago. No, a little more than that now because we've been in quarantine for a while. Yeah, so. but not – Almost probably two months ago at this point, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I get a, I get a FaceTime from like one of my best friends, like graduated high school with, moved out to Colorado. I still talked to him, went to his wedding, calls me and I'm like, okay, answer. And Matt Heimball is on the other end of this FaceTime. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? And I'm just like, and he's just smiling, just cheesing. And I'm like, what's up? And he's just like, yo. I'm like, what? And then he pans over to my friend Ray. And I'm just like, yo, what? what is this? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, oh, dude, I got my name tag on. And he, I'm, I'm bartending. And it says Ray Osbach, Williamstown. And he's like, he sits down. He's like, oh yeah, I know somebody from Williamstown. Let me throw, in, let me just throw a random name at you. He's like, Mike Allpop. And he's like, that's like my best friend. <laughs> he's like, Let's call him. So they called me, and I was like, okay. And then I talked to him, and that's it. Nobody's heard that's from so him since, funny. and nobody's gonna hear from him for a long time. We no. tried to get him on the podcast. Just yeah, I, uh, out. yeah, I because I've, I mean, I haven't heard from him, so I don't think, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna at this point. Um, but yeah, I had, I reached out to him every way that I could. Uh, I reached out to him on Instagram cause he's like, he has an Instagram and he's at least active. I don't know if he's liked anything of mine, but like, you know how you can see who has seen your stories or whatever. Like he yeah. has at least viewed my stories before. So I know that he's like on there. So I messaged him on Instagram. I messaged him on Twitter cause he's still active, like not super active, but like, pull yeah. tweet or retweet every once in a while. So I messaged him on Twitter. I have his email address. I emailed him. Um, I reached out. I looked to see if he still had a Facebook active, which he doesn't. Um, and in looking for him on Facebook, I found this post from, uh, I don't even know how, I don't even know when this would have been seven years ago, maybe five years ago, something like that. But um, a friend of mine, like, put his face like on a milk carton and posted it and was like, we're missing uh, Matt Heimball. And there's like this thread of us like joking about it. And so I just commented on it and I was like, this cold case is, um, or this case is still cold, but any leads are welcome. Um, and so then his sister commented on it and was like, yeah, I still think I'm an only child. And I'm like, so I messaged her. And I was like, have you not heard from Matt like this whole time? She's like, no, like we have not heard from him. I mean, we're talking That's crazy. Yeah. We're talking over five years, like six, seven years now. That's insane. And uh, so I, I told her your story. Cause I was like, it, just so you know, like he's alive, like yeah. and still yeah, in Colorado. No. Like that's, that's as much as I know. Uh, because oh, she like, wow. Like, Oh good. She was like, that is good to know. Like, did he say anything else? And, I, I said, I don't know anything else, but I, I told her I would reach out to you, which I didn't until now. Um, so <laughs> did, I, I'm guessing he didn't give you any other information about his life. No, he, he told me he's, he, I know where he works. He bartends at Vail. Okay. That's it. Or right. Keystone. Vail or Keystone. I'm pretty sure. I think Keystone. Yeah. Bartender um, out there. Yeah. That's it. All right. So he's a so. bartender at, was that, is that a like a ski, ski it's a snow yeah it's a ski resort ski resort yeah mm-hmm. uh all right well that's what we know about them so yeah, we if should you wanna, if you really want to contact them you call H- keystone there you go this is over yeah ask them hdl so. uh ski trip i think mm-hmm. i think that's what's in the car <laughs> we just we should have it what if now we're, it'll never happen but what if we had a draft out there <laughs> how awesome That'd would that be, be? that'd be good <laughs> that'd be pretty good. i don't even well i guess he does 
I was going to say, I don't know if he knows the league is, if he knows the league is named after him, but I think what that wedding that he was at, we had this league and I think we had the name at that point. But um, I remember when I, I suggested the name Hindbale dynasty league and it's so good. And Calhoun was, he, I think Calhoun is biased against anything I say, like, Cause, cause I do, I make a lot of jokes and I, I recognize that they're not all funny. Like I just, I make any of them that come to my mind. Um, but he holds on to the ones that aren't funny. And so I, th- I feel like Heinbale was good from jump, but he was like, this is stupid. We're in a couple of years. We're all going to be like, why did we do that? Uh, but he's come around since then. It, it is a good name. I'll, it's I'll so good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, so you have <laughs> Heinbale's team. Uh, you, he draft. He also like Brett drafted a really good a redraft, redraft team because um, you were in the championship first two or first three years. First three years. First three years. You were not only you came in second place, right? All th- yep. Yeah. Obviously, if you were in the championship, and uh, um, so then uh, it was around then that you and Troy split, um, and at that point you really went into you guys obviously were trying to like build for the future uh, and Mm. maintain success then, but you kind of went full like rebuild mode after that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm I'm almost, I'm almost there. Yeah. When do you think, cause if you remember last year, I put out like the preseason power ranks or whatever. And I had you, I think I had you ranked seventh and like bordering on a, so bordering on a playoff spot. And then you made, I don't remember. Well, you made one trade before the one we made. I forget what it was, but you made a trade that like sold some pieces. I think it was the it involved quarterbacks with with your brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't it remember was Darnold. It was Darnold um, and Amari Cooper, or Darnold and Court, Cortland Sutton and a first for Baker Mayfield and Amari Cooper. Right, right, right. Um, so at two that first, point, two firsts, two firsts. Yeah. So it was at that point that I was like, all right, like I don't think Mike's trying to compete this year. And then we made the mm-hmm. Chris Godwin trade. Well, how do you feel about that now? Because, I mean, it's, it, I it is the 101. It it's crazy, right? That's the only reason it's like it's balanced because Chris Godwin was so good. I knew he was going to be good too. I didn't want to trade it, but I knew it had the potential to be 101, 105. Yeah. And it's crazy because the fact that it's a pick 101, that's never supposed to be a close trade anymore. Yeah. And it just is because Godwin's so good. Where do you – we don't have to rank all the wide receivers, but like um, Head and I did, and I have them. I had them as high as number two. A head said like six or seven, uh, and then we did a mock draft. He went uh, wide receiver four in a dynasty. So where would you rank Godwin like overall at wide receiver? Um, I had Thomas Hopkins Hill. Mm, so maybe five okay so top five yeah 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 um and you so you have the 101 you have four total picks so i have three because you traded one three right so i have 10 picks in the first two rounds for the next two years (laughs) that's so yeah so after that that's like kind of my my end game yeah at that point yeah 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 i think i think you could potentially push even for a playoff spot this year, but like I think by the end of next, at least next draft, if those rookies 
hit. Yeah. That you could actually be like a competitor. Yeah, I generally I do my drafts have been pretty good, honestly. So yeah. I don't miss many picks. So. Yeah. Um we could do the Bipu treatment and go through pick by pick, but pick by pick. I don't have I haven't had that many picks though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I really haven't had a lot of picks. This is like the first couple of years I've had a lot of picks. Yeah. Was it last year that you had three? No. Three, yeah. Was it two years ago? Two DJ years Moore, ago. Ridley, yeah. and fucking Rojo. Ronald Jones. Yeah. If I took Chubb there instead of Rojo. Oh, oh man. That one, that one kills me. Yeah. We'll I see. I love Ronald Jones, man. If, if, Joe, if Tampa doesn't go running back this year, which – it sounds like they – it's funny because Ronald Jones doesn't have the build for like a early down back, but mm-hmm. that's how I think they're going to use him. Like every uh, – Bruce Arians is, like has said like they want to get a passing down back in there and blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. um, I, hate, I hate Arians. Oh, <laughs> God. I love Arians just because like he just let it fly with Jameis Winston yeah, last year. That was a, like Yeah, I guess so. From an entertainment and fantasy standpoint, like Yeah. Yeah. Like I do think Bruce that's gonna hurt Godwin though this year. Yeah. Possible. Do you think more think than Evans or do you think just that offense in general? No, I actually think I think Evans will be a hurt worse. Yeah. I think Godwin Godwin plays every snap. He plays every snap all over the field. He's like the perfect receiver for Brady, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's gonna hurt him as much. But the fact that the quarterback's not willing to throw forty interceptions is uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. going to hurt any. No, any that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt everyone <laughs> for, sure. for sure. But no, yeah. I mean, obviously, no one's going to argue that Chris Godwin isn't better than Edelman. He clearly is, but he can win in all the same ways, and then some that Edelman yeah. can. Like it's mm-hmm. not like he's he's not Mike Evans who wins deep and. Yeah. Like we don't really know. Brady hasn't had a weapon like Evans in a while, but or even that often. Um, but we'll see how that goes. So, so you're yeah. probably like two years out if uh, things go according to plan. Um, yeah, if I make some good trades and don't miss yeah. picks. Yeah, which is everybody. Well, I was gonna say that's everybody, but uh, Calhoun doesn't make good or bad trades. He just doesn't make trades. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Sad to see. Sad to see. Um, so I I only have one more question, and then if you've got some stuff you want to talk about, we can we can talk about it. Gotcha. Um, I I thought about this uh, I, last night actually, but um, you're a Cowboys fan. We everybody in the league knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to pick one eagle throughout all of history who now like becomes a cowboy. Throughout like all of for, history, oh, so like not for this year, like not for this year, but like their their fame and their recognition. I guess I'm kind of asking, like, who's your favorite eagle ever? Is kind of what I'm asking, or the best. Um, but like, it, oh. if you had to pick an eagle who we like rewrote history and he became a cowboy, which eagle would you choose? Um, hmm. I mean, I guess the easy answer would be like Dawkins. I don't know. Oh, dude, I, I hate Dawkins so, but I guess it would be, <laughs> I guess it would be Dawkins. Yeah. Like, especially because the Cowboys are, have had like one good safety ever. Yeah. And yeah, I, I guess it would be Dawkins. Yeah. 
I, as I asked that question, I had to think about like the, the opposite, the return question. Um, yeah. And I, I think also in my lifetime, like, I mean, actually both of us have had T.O. play for us, but like mm-hmm. outside of T.O., there has been no wide, good, great wide receiver on the Eagles. Yeah. Can I pick Andy Reid? Is that a choice? I'll take Andy <laughs> Reid. <laughs> sure. You can have Andy Reid. I'll take Andy Reid. All right. So you're going to go Andy Reid as the coach. <laughs> uh, who does – so obviously, I mean, Garrett most re- – did oh. Reid and Jimmy Johnson overlap at all? How long Reed's, ago was Jimmy Johnson? Reid started in what, 2001? I think 99. Oh, 99. Jimmy Johnson was out in 94. Uh, that long ago? Yeah. So it's – I don't remember any Cowboys coaches. Well, Barry Switzer was after that. Barry Switzer. Just, yeah, yeah. He just fell into, you know, to a Super Bowl right. in 95. And before – it was Tom Landry forever. Yeah. For 29 years. Yeah. There hasn't been that many. There hasn't been that many. Yeah, and Garrett for I don't know seventy years, eighty years, whatever he coached for. <laughs> Been a while. Yeah, ninety nine was Reed. So, so you go, you would go Reed over player. I wonder that's that'd be interesting because Reed had a lot of control for a, a long time when he was here, and I don't know how that would have. Well, oh, Parcells did a stint in uh Oh yeah, the fish in Dallas. The big tuna. Yeah. Um. So I guess if. And Wade Phillips for a little bit. Too. Wade Phillips, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so I think I, I would have to go wide receiver, and obviously, then it's either Dez or Michael Irving. Um, and just for my Irving, I was too young, and that's also like pre McNabb. But if I if you could have had McNabb have a good receiver like with a Dez, I think I think that's probably who I'd have to go with. Right. Uh, but but yeah so i i have an nfl draft question but before we get to nfl draft did you have anything like league specific wise or anything else random you want to talk about um i was gonna let me think what was i gonna ask you um so i was gonna ask like just some like random stuff like what's the most ridiculous trade discussion you've had well and then i have (laughs) one more so like the most ridiculous i don't know either thing you were offered or just like discussion like what was it I mean, I so I, this is the first thing that came to my mind because when I was talking to Brett, I don't know what we were looking for, but oh, he asked me who like do I regret uh, having given up? So I just like was looking through the trade sheet at all the trades that I made, and actually Brett and I in the first year I traded a team defense for <laughs> for, <laughs> for free agent auction money. Um, so I feel like that's probably <laughs> the most ridiculous <laughs> yeah, trade that I've absurd. been a part of <laughs> in this it's league that absurd. that I traded a team defense for free agent auction <laughs> money. That's, good. Um, that's a good answer. Yeah. I don't know if, if any others come to mind, but yeah, that's 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 the one that comes to mind. Gotcha. Um, and then another one was, all right, so like about, so for winning a championship, like what's the thing you want most out of that, out of winning a championship? So is it the bragging rights? Is it the money you get? Is it the mug? Is it 
you winning just not being Vipu winning? Like, what is it? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I it's the bragging rights. It's the fact that for a year, at least you are just able to, at any point, like you can play that card and you can uh, shove that in people's face. You can like, I, th- I think it's the, it is the, the pride that comes with winning. Uh, and like the mug, which you mentioned is part of that because like at any of our, our get togethers, like you bust out the mug. I remember the year that I won, um, I actually brought the mug to this new year's Eve party that I went to where no one in our league was at that party, but I brought it just so I could take a picture and send it <laughs> to the league. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. So like it is, but so the mug is part of it, but it's really part of it because of the bragging rights, I think like who you play, like the fact that the year that I won that I beat Brett and like that made it extra special obviously um and and because it was redemption because as he likes to point out he beat me in a regular season game that year um and one that i trash talked before we actually won um so like that but again that just goes back to bragging rights i think it's it's definitely just the pride of it the the money's nice um for sure like i think this year I think this past season that just happened was or the one that's coming up is the first one that like I will actually collect league fees from Scott for like he just like he was like keep because he pays so it's a hundred bucks so he pays 40 of it so he was like keep 120 dollars or whatever um out of it and Oh, right. like I'll just coast for three years. Um, so like, it is nice to have like that padding. Um, but it, that's really only nice once a year, which is when Falcone is collecting league fees, but for the rest of the year to be able to talk about it is definitely the, yeah, the mug. crown jewel. Yeah. So yeah. I opened that mug and I was there. I was like, what's that pack? And you opened the mug. I was like, oh, God <laughs> damn it. I'm so sick about it. Yeah. You, yeah. You remember, do you remember when we got those? We were at Galante's house. Yeah. 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 We were at Galante's. They're, they're so sweet. They are. They are really. They're. I just sweet. think it's such a unique reward that like everyone can get. Yeah. It's just. I don't know. It's just cool. I just think they're cool. It is really cool. So I uh, for these pods, I I actually haven't been drinking out of them, but I did when I talked to Brett. That was the only one that I I had it for. Yeah, it's uh, a violation. And it's been, <laughs> it's been, uh, so it's been out since then. Like I cleaned it and it was on the counter, but it's like, I mean, obviously you've seen it. Like it's this big mug. Um, and my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, Riley has been like carrying it around the house. And like, she keeps asking me, she's like, what's this for? Where did you get this from? <laughs> uh, and like the other day she like held it up and did like a cheers. And she was like to the Vikings of America. Uh, but even, even kids enjoy this mug like every it's a it's a prize the whole family can enjoy <laughs> universal it's universal um so th- you said that was the was that your last question um yeah um so nfl draft you've been following the nfl draft uh, yeah. you're up on it um who is 
what are you looking for the Cowboys to do? Um, I, it, it really depends who's there. It just depends who's there. Um, like, I know there's guys that are pro- aren't, aren't going to be there that, like, obviously I would want. Um, so, like, it really – I don't know. It's tough. It depends who's there. Um, realistically, I want C.J. Henderson. Um, I want uh, Chase on from LSU. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not going to draft a receiver, so it's not even worth talking about. I, I, I always want the receiver, though. Like, if yeah. we drafted Jerry Judy, I'd, I'd go nuts. But, um, or like, if like a Derek Brown fell to them. Yeah. The DT from Auburn, I want yeah. him a lot, too. That's like the three guys. I th- I'm trying to think. Because we did, um, a couple of us did a mock, and your brother was a part of it. And he wanted to pick for the Cowboys. And, yeah, so in that mock, Derek Brown did fall, and that's who he picked. And he was like, yeah, yeah I would love that's... if this happened. But Yeah, I don't see that happening. I would go nuts if that happened. But yeah. I don't even think that one's really that realistic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I – because Troy and I talked about it a little bit, and he he talked me out of some of the guys that I, I was looking at. And I haven't really – this is probably the least I've paid attention to an NFL draft in a while. Um, but I, if, and the talk today, uh, in Slack, we, I don't know if you called any of it, but we were talking about, I get, there's a report that the Eagles are looking to trade up for, uh, for lamb. Uh, so like we were, and obviously if they could get lamb or Judy, I'd be, I'd be all about that. Otherwise, um, I think linebacker is, where I would like to see them go. Uh, because I think at 53, which is their second round pick, I think you're gonna, there's enough um, wide receiver depth that you can get somebody else there. Like I wouldn't – I don't want to – I'm not as big on rugs and as I think yeah. the draft is or yeah. every, everyone else is. Um, so I, rather than reaching for like a Mims or a Justin Jefferson um, – which I wouldn't hate, but I'd rather them just go with if like you like you don't like Mims. I do like Mims, but I love Mims. But I would I would, Mims is probably my third receiver. Uh, well, fantasy wise, he is my third receiver. Um, I get rugs in the NFL like more than fantasy wise. Like I like him more in the NFL. But mm-hmm. if the Eagles, I don't really want them to draft like that that type of wide receiver. Um, so I'd be, I'd be okay with Mims or Jefferson if they, they took them. But if you're not going to get one of the top two, I'd rather them go linebacker. Like, uh, yeah, you need like a linebacker. Murray or Queen. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, the league is full of uh, Eagles fans and we could only name one Eagles linebacker the other it's day. crazy. And right now I can't even think of who it was. So I don't it's even. crazy. So it like it's bad. <laughs> so they need linebacker for sure. So if Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen, like either of those two, I'd be happy. Yeah. With. Um, I, that's a one. Like I differ on a lot of people. I do not like Kenneth Murray. Okay. Yeah, I don't like him. I just, I don't know. That was the only he's such a liability. Yeah. Troy disagrees with me a lot. Yeah, I was like, gonna say that was the, a lot. That was the only pick. Like he asked me like my top five like wish list or whatever, and I feel like Kenneth Murray was like the only one that he was like 
he liked. Yeah, I, I like Queen. I don't like Murray though. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, so fantasy wise, it's obviously the offensive skill positions that matter most. So I have over unders set uh, in my head for how many are going to be drafted in the first round of the NFL draft at QB, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Uh, okay. And so I'm curious your thoughts. And we might have to okay. adjust the lines if you think they're it's too obvious. You give me like point five, so I can. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So a quarterback, um, I have three point five. Yeah, I'm going to go under. I think it's three. You think it's three? Yeah. I Not Barrow, a, Herbert, and two ago. Yeah. So no, Love or um, who's that? Hurts or. Uh, yeah, I think easy. Yeah, I think one of those guys could sneak into it, but I yeah. think if I was putting money on it, I would go under for three yeah. and a half. Yeah. Um, and running back, I just have 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. Oh, I'm going to go over for that. You, who do you think goes? Yeah, I think Swift goes. Swift. Do you think yeah. he's the only one? Do you think it's one? Yeah. yeah. I think I think it's Swift. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think z- zero is more likely – than two, which is so that's why I set the line at 0.5 because yeah. I think 1.5 yeah. is an easy under. But I guess somebody always needs a running back, always falls in love with them at like 22, 23, 24, and they're like, This is the best one, yeah, let's just take them. So I feel like it's one, but yeah, it's, it's zero is possible, yeah, with all the bad contracts going around, yeah, yeah. I think the NFL is starting to agree. I think that's one area that uh, fantasy like was out ahead of. Uh, the NFL yeah. on running back not mattering. Yeah, RB yeah. Renaissance. Yeah, it's over. Um, so uh, tight end, I also have as point five. Uh, the tight ends are so bad. Uh, I just, I don't know. The Lions are drafting, so <laughs> maybe. But they have they have Hawkinson. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. I think the tight ends stink. Yeah, but, and it's funny because the like tight ends in in the NFL, like tight end is a is a very important position, but this mm-hmm. class is just so bad. And rookies in general, and rookies okay. are bad. You yeah, you are Always. you are punting at least a year with yeah uh, your first round pick. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean it's almost as bad as taking a running back in the first round. Like yeah, they just don't pan out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, if I'm an NFL GM, give me a tight end on a second contract rather than spending a, an early round pick yep. on one. Uh, and then wide receiver, I have, um, I currently I have at five point five. Five point five. All right, let me. I got to think about this one. So, Lamb, Judy, five point five. I'm going to go under actually. Yeah. I, all right, what about 4.5? <laughs> that might be a better line. You think it was too high? Lamb? All right, so Lamb, Judy, or Locks? Yes. Oh, dude. I, I mean, what about Rugs? I I feel like there's it's died down a little bit, but there was talk of him being the first one off the board. This is never happening. So, I, but, I just don't think that's a – if that happens, I would be – I'd be astonished. Yeah. Like, I just – there's I don't see that. I feel like Rugs – like – Higgins, like if somebody's gonna take a first on Higgins, maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna go on there. I could yeah. see three. I don't know if I yeah, I could see three, I could see four. I don't see five. Yeah. Yeah, I there has been 
So I just real quick jotted down seven. I don't think, obviously, I don't think seven are going to go. But there have been seven names that have had some, like, first-round buzz. um, Yeah. With, uh, obviously, Lamb, Judy, Ruggs, um, Jefferson, Mims, Higgins, and Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know. I think I also feel like I also feel like with because the offensive line is really deep this year. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it'll push a couple of receivers out. Yeah, yeah. And I I think so. If we go, if I went with the line at four or five, I think you have to go. I think even quarterback could be over at three five because someone trades up and like trades back into the second round or into the first early, the late first round or something. And, mm-hmm. and that bumps a wide receiver out because of that yep. or, or something Yeah, that that's all possible. But uh, yeah, I, it'll be interesting because this is such a deep, I think it's a top heavy running back class um, and then a deep wide receiver class. So uh, obviously before the draft, like it's always really easy to get excited about your rookie uh, fantasy picks, but then, uh, when landing spots come in that sometimes yeah. the, the NFL draft can, can screw that up. A deep class gets real shallow real quick, but you've got three first round picks and all in the first half of the draft, right? No, 101, 104, 108. 108. Okay. Yeah. So, so top three quarters. Um, all right. Well, Mike, you are two years away from your mug. Um, so I look forward to to sharing one with you. I'll have two by then, and you'll have one. Nice. <laughs> I like it. All right. Any uh, parting words for for your league mates? Oh, uh, no. Just make some trades, man. Answer. All right. Get check. on Slack and answer. <laughs> check those DMs, Mike. Sliding in. Uh, draft the the is one coming. thing you the one thing you said would be poo. We're like. Is there anything that would make you like not want to do this trade? Like, no way. I love, <laughs> I love, I also, like, I think you said, um, I love when people like bash the guy that yeah, they're yeah, trading yeah. for. Oh, I do that on purpose all the time too. I'm like, <laughs> oh dude, he's, I do it with Starlo most of the time. Like, dude, that guy's horrible. Just let me get him. <laughs> Obviously I'm being facetious like about right, it, but right. I do it all the time. I was yeah. like, oh, man, this is why nobody trades with me. <laughs> you, you are the biggest <laughs> offender of that, for sure. Yeah, I do. I, and I've done it. I've done it a couple times, but I normally, I try to just be upfront with it. And actually, I've done it with Brett. I know I've done it with Brett, where I'm like, like he's like hemming and hawing on the trades. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And like, or he'll seem like okay with it, but then I'll go talk to Millsy and he'll come back and like, he, he's like not sure oh, now. And well, so, I'll say the Good. I was just, I was just gonna say like so I've been like look I hate when people do this to me but can I tell you why <laughs> I think this trade works for you <laughs> like so I try yeah. to like I'm like obviously I think I'm getting a good deal for me but can I tell you why I think this is a good deal for you uh, so I've done that to people too but well you know sometimes like you have no idea how people value people so you're yeah. just trying to like before you even make an offer you're trying to get like a sense of where they value a player yeah. so. Like I have literally asked people like, Hey, how do you value? I said this last, I literally said this last year to Mike and Ian. It's like, how do you guys value DJ Moore? They're like, mm, we really don't like, what do you, it's like, what do you mean? 
like you, you don't have to like love them but like do you have interest in them at all they're like nah not really i'm like i'll give them to you for free like, I, can i have a no, third like, <laughs> like i've i've literally made proposals just to see them decline that i wouldn't do in a million years but, i remember so. uh i know spe- he didn't give me any specifics but um Troy has actually said the same thing at that you and him have sent <laughs> trade proposals to mm-hmm. Mike and Ian that you would never do <laughs> just so <laughs> they'll say no to it. <laughs> I think we've done it to him. I think I've done it to Billy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, I, I asked for Dalvin Cook two years ago. I offered three first and they said no. I was like, well, what do you want? And they're like, I think a Herschel Walker type deal, like five first round picks. I was like, okay. <laughs> never mind just forget yeah, it i'll talk to you later um yeah well i i made the juju trade with them and like i was actually l- luckily i was in uh st louis at the time uh for work because i spent so much time talking to them and like if i were home with my family that trade wouldn't have gotten done mm-hmm. <laughs> like i just had to keep grinding and it was actually i think like it was Mike who I broke first. Like he talked Ian into it, um, but yeah, that was it was a grind for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, but yeah, there are some people who are easier to work with than others, or at least who will tell you like, like you know where you stand right away. At the, oh, at the very question. least, yeah, yeah, I got a question. All right, so when you get a trade offer, do you is there anyone in the league you bounce your offers off of or like value around or just Scott? Uh, at this point is just Scott. I think yeah. I think there have been times where I've been like yeah, what do you think about this? Like keep yeah. it on the <laughs> or whatever. I probably have done that to you before. Um yeah. like early on yeah. in the league. But I think you've done it with everybody. I think it depends. Yeah. But yeah, like at at, at this point like it's just Scott. There is like um, I mean, there's tons of like trade calculators out there and mm-hmm. they have some benefit and some not. I found one that I do like. Um, so like I'll, I, I try to like digest it first and like, what do I think about this? And then if I'm close, like I'll take it to Scott, see what he says. And then like, if we, if we agree, then let's just go with that. But if him and I disagree, that's when I go to the, the trade cra- calculator. And if he's right, then I just don't tell him that I ever went to the trade calculator. And if, <laughs> if it agrees with me, then I send him a screenshot. <laughs> but that's oh, how that I, used works. To, I used to screenshot like trades that would like favor Sarlo all the time on yeah, the yeah. calculator and be like, just do the trade, dude. He's like, no, I'm like, you're winning. Like, yeah. you yeah. so. Well, I and the, <laughs> calculators are good for that too. When you can find one that like you disagree with, so like yeah. you can send it to the other person and be like, dude, look, like I'm taking yeah. a loss for you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is, I feel, but this is how I see the league, right? Whenever I send a trade to like, like head or not to pick anybody out, but like head or like um, somebody I don't usually trade with Ian or Mike or like um, maybe Marino or something. I feel like first thing they do is go send it to Falcone and he's like, don't do that. You should do this trade with me. And then <laughs> is that just your, me. that's just and your feel? Yeah, that's just my feel. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that used to happen with Martino, which yeah, is yeah. why Martino gave everybody good and anything positive he had on his team to Falcone. Now, for I'm, years. Well, 
He probably <laughs> also did Falcone, but he did that with me too. And I'm the one who knew he gave you a lot. No, uh, he gave everything with Falcone. I'd have to look. I'll, the only one I know that people like always talk about is I traded Willie Sneed to him for like the 108 or 109. First, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a rough one. If it makes anybody feel better, I was bad at drafting, and I took Amir Abdullah. So, <laughs> like one of one of those two players is still contributing to an NFL offense. And Man, it's, if you went through Martino's trades with Falcon, I think you might change your mind. I'd have to look at it after this. It's but. so bad. It's so bad. 